Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. Tiffany and I are looking forward to today's topic, which is she bullies though, because we know that mean girls are still a very real thing, that people still experience this, whether you're 10, 15, 20, 40, 50, 80. Women can still be very unkind to women. And so today we wanna to cover that topic with you. Tiffany, tell us about some mean girl stories. You know, mean girls be everywhere, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the most famous Mean Girls example and Bullies example can be the, the movie Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. It's Good old Regina a, George. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Amy Poehler, <laughs> Tina Fey. I think that's yeah. who made that happen for us. Um, and that came out after I was already an adult. So, But I do remember watching it thinking like, oh my gosh, this is, this is real. And obviously that is a gross... Um, example you know it's so exaggerated but the truth is there are mean girls and those mean girls that we had when we were 10 or 15 if they haven't had personal growth they're now 30 (laughs) and 40 and 50 and Mm -hmm. we just assume that everyone knows how to treat everyone but that's not always the truth and so we find ourselves in relationships where we're being manipulated and bullied And we kind of go back to that moment when we were 10 or 15 thinking, oh, if I just make her happy, if I Mm. just, you know, please her, then this is going to be okay. And the truth is that's not our job. It's not the way we were supposed to be. So whether it's in a locker room in high school, dorm room at university or Mm. the boardroom or the gym or online groups, especially online groups. I think that there is room to grow in how we treat other women and not um, give in to this bullying mindset that really is everywhere, especially online. A few examples that come to mind is um, some tragic events when that beautiful mama at a zoo, her baby, not baby, excuse me, her little guy was able to get under the fence and fall into the gorilla cage. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's horrific. Yeah, and the amount of shaming and bullying she encountered online was terrifying. I mean, there was petitions that CPS should take her kid away. And I mean, I have two kids, and I'll tell you right now, you turn your head for a second, and they are gone. Kingston's going through this thing right now where if I'm helping Jericho get in the car, Kingston's going to bolt, and it's in a busy parking lot and he thinks it's so funny and I cannot find him and it is the most terrifying thing has your kid yes. done this yet to you yeah they do they want they don't run in parking lots thank god but for sure when we're at the park you know or we're just running down the street like they will take off and then I can surely go into the kitchen and start making dinner and next thing I know somebody's standing in a windowsill you know like it doesn't <laughs> take very much for a child to do something absolutely crazy and I think Maybe that's especially true for boys yeah, <laughs> who are more adventurous yeah. and tend to be a little more wild. So, yeah, my heart goes out to that mom yeah, because it's real. But the amount of shame that she got online was crazy. And yeah. then I think of also there was um, the incident in Walt Disney World where a little boy was eaten by an alligator. Mm. And 
there was no signs that said don't you know wait in the water and he wasn't even very deep he was just playing on the sand and splashing around in the water and his dad is trying to you know get him back from this alligator and um i mean just terrible and the and again in the moment when she needed care and love and protection she got shame yeah. from millions not thousands but millions of yeah. people online so i just this idea of bullying is is taken such a such a heinous form because we hide behind our screens. Right. And this isn't just about online. This is about bullies in all areas of life. But the truth is that whether we are the ones who are throwing shade online or whether we're the ones who are receiving it, there's just no room for this. And here's the thing, Ashley. This she-bullying, I'll call it, is both <laughs> hostile and passive-aggressive. Oh, yeah. Both hostile. But it always leads to shame, sabotage, and exclusion. I remember... Yep. Um, when I was working full time um, in an office and trying to get as little detail as possible, yeah, <laughs> as to not incriminate anyone on this podcast, right, right. <laughs> um, there was a woman in meetings. If I even gave an idea, if I even gave an idea, there she would throw some side eye. She would combat the idea, and I'm thinking like, oh, I'm not saying your idea is bad. I'm just adding more ideas to the pile and let's see right. which ones work. Let's see which ones don't. And I am a very direct person. I will own that. But this idea that there wasn't room for more and outside of that room, outside of those rooms where decisions were being made, she was very much not a fan. And I remember going home to my husband being like, man, that girl doesn't like me. And so I, hmm. I wrote a card and left it on her desk. Oh like, my hey. gosh. Yeah, I just was like, hey, you know, I'm trying to build a bridge here. And she was not having it. She was not having it. And so there was more than a dozen occasions where I was excluded or shamed hmm. or different things that were brought to the table that were unnecessary. And finding out it was just, it was from this gal who just wasn't a fan. So there's those moments when you think, okay, I can either appeal to your humanity <laughs> or I can give in and we go back to, you know, when we were 15 and that girl stole our lunch or made snarky comments or told us we weren't beautiful and our instincts kicked in and we thought the only way she's going to ease up is if we make her feel like a queen. <laughs> we need to bow down, accept her ways and make her feel like she has the upper hand so I can live another day without the added stress of her harassment. Right. But that wasn't going to be a useful avenue for me since I was a grown woman I was thinking you know I will appeal to your humanity but I'm not going to make you feel like you have the upper hand that's not totally necessary that's not necessary and so I really think that we can step back and I mean that's just one example of bullying I've we've there's there's so many we could throw out but for just to keep the analogy going realizing that the first thing we can do when we're in those situations where it's online hate, where it's in person, where, you know, maybe we're in a group of friends and we're realizing, oh my goodness, why do I always feel shamed? Why do Mm. I always feel excluded? Why do I always feel less than that? That's bullying. That is bullying. And so realizing first, it's not us. It's not us. And I know that can sound like the most basic thing, but in the moment when it's happening, it does feel like it's you. It does feel like you're the problem and there's something wrong with you. So I think realizing that this is not about you, this is about the person who is speaking or, you know, 
having passive aggressive behavior towards you. It is, it's an issue with that person. It's not an issue with you. It's not, and I'm not saying that we don't have room to grow, but I am saying that understanding that it's most definitely, it's not your fault. It's not your fault and you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. So I think there's a moment when making it very clear that this woman has nothing to gain if she torments you, nothing to gain if she torments you online, nothing to gain if she torments you in person, in the meeting, um, nothing to gain in that friendship group if she continues to treat you the way she does. There's nothing to gain, especially when you make it so clear that you will not tolerate exactly how she's treating you and doing that in private i remember yeah because that's necessary to have those conversations too for it to stop you know yeah got to do it absolutely after that experience several experiences of this girl um really making me want to crawl under my seat or dig a hole and never return to earth um i'm i remember thinking like man she needs to know that this is not happening. Like she needs to know this is not okay. So I first tried to build a bridge, but when that did not work, it was very much like, you know what? I'm not going to let you treat me like this. I'm not going to let you have the final word. I'm not going to let you make fun of me in front of other people. I'm not going to yeah. let this be our normal where everyone knows you have power over me. I am not going to give you power. Yeah, it's good. How did she respond to that? I mean, obviously, there was never a bridge to build there. So it was very much, eventually, she stopped. Right. She stopped. She really did when she realized that this isn't, and it wasn't personal for me. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let you make everything in me the butt of my joke. Yeah, and get under my skin. Yeah. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to stop it in a meeting before it happens. I'm going to look you in the eyes when I'm I'm having an idea and I'm sharing it with the group. I don't want you to feel like I'm disrespecting your ideas or I don't want to, there's no business to treat each other poorly, especially as if you are possessing a faith in Jesus. There's no whim, no space to treat another woman poorly. Yeah, I, I think what we're really talking about, too, with adult bullying is so much of those intangible power dynamics. Yep. So I, I love thinking about this topic because there's always so much room for plausible deniability. Like even when you approach someone, those intangible power dynamics that you can sense and feel are happening in a meeting or you can sense and feel that are happening in the park on a play date or after school or in a PTA meeting, they're so intangible that sometimes when you approach people about them, the response is, what are you talking about? That's not what I meant at all. Or that's not how I feel about you. Or that's not actually what I was doing. And so I think that that is difficult to sort of circumvent. I mean, you do have to just have those direct conversations, but at the same time, those intangible power dynamics, um, I love what you shared because it's about not ultimately submitting to those. It's like, okay, great. Whether you own this or not, whether you own that you're doing this or not, I'm still recognizing that it's here and I will not submit to it. <laughs> you know, right. And that's really important because the other person, even when you approach them, could always say, that's not what's happening here. But I think that we know deep down when it is happening. So how do you tell the difference between like, you know, when you're having an insecure moment, because that happens in meetings too, right? So Mm -hmm. you can feel very insecure about an idea you just throw out, or maybe it was a bad idea and people come back and be like, oh, let's not do that. It won't work because of X, Y, and Z. So how do you tell the difference between feeling insecure and it actually being a moment where it's like, no, you are totally bullying me and trying to put me under your foot? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, if it's just a, a 
disagreement on ideas, I think it's the idea that is the focus. But if it is bullying, it's you that is the focus. It's your personhood and it's not necessarily your idea, but it's who you are as a person that they're throwing under the bus. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference there. So versus the idea versus you and who you are. Right. And at first, I'll be honest, I was like, oh, she was like, my idea's no big. Like, that's fine. But then it was more about me than the ideas. It was who I was and how I dressed and how I carried myself and all of these things. So I was like, oh, oh, you just don't like me. <laughs> right. And plus, I mean, it's it's 2019. Are we really still talking about how other women dress? Like, are we right. this immature as a grown person that how somebody's dressing or what they look like is going to be the thing we bring up? I mean, come right. on. Aren't we better than that as women? Like, yeah. is that really the best that we have to give to one another? I think that's the n- saddest part about bullying. It's like, why totally. are you doing it? Why though? Seriously. Why though? And if it's not how you dress, it's how you parent, right? Right. It's how you cook. It's how you eat. Right. It's your exercise or lack thereof. There's so many reasons to gossip about somebody, to bully somebody in their season of life. And uh, the bullies in our lives, they curry strength in numbers when others wordlessly nod or laugh at our expense. Yeah. But when we are able to stand up in that moment, not only are we saying, a big fat no to that bully, yes. but everyone else who is complicit in the situation yep. and the power really does dissipate. That's and right. And the bully's behavior, not the woman being bullied, but the bully's behavior is brought into question right where it should yes. be. So when I was a pastor at my old faith community, there was this moment uh, with a young woman who her goals for what we were doing were not in line with the shared goals we had determined as a, as a team what we were going to do in the community and she was quite frustrated by that and so i was like six months pregnant with my first baby and i remember her sitting me down um, over a cup of coffee right because that's how it always happens somebody says i really need to take you for a cup of coffee and already you know <laughs> like bad news is coming something something bad is going to happen and so we're sitting there at this you know, drinking our cups of coffee. And then at first she's just sharing with me how, how she would like to go a different direction, why she thinks we should. And then suddenly she looks across the table at me and she's like, you know what, actually, I'm just sick of doing this with you. You're the problem. You're the reason that nothing works out right for me. And just started like going down this whole rabbit trail. Um, And I was sitting there thinking like, what in the world is happening? And ultimately I didn't choose to be like, oh, you're right. You know, I'm so sorry. It was like, no, we agreed on some shared goals. We collaborated on this effort and this is where the team would like to go. This wasn't a a decision that I made, it's something that we made together. Um, But it was so difficult in that moment to sort of stand up to that because it's not that often that somebody just comes for you hard, (laughs) you know, and just says, you're the problem, you're the thing. And I realized, you know, that totally is bullying or at least an attempt at manipulation so that she could get what she wanted. Um, And I, I think it's really interesting in the faith space, especially this idea of bullying. Because we are wanting, we have a desire to be kind to people. We have a desire to be loving to people. People are showing up and giving their time and their effort and their resources. And at the same time, we cannot allow people to push us in a corner to get what they want. You know, not even in in the name of God. (laughs) But it can be harder in the faith space to sort of have those clear, hard conversations that need to be have need to be had in order for us to move forward together. Um, yeah, bullying looks so different in so many ways. Passive aggressive or clear and direct. And wouldn't you say that it always reveals more about the person who's bullying than it does about us? It reveals their insecurities, yeah, their motives, sure. um, their wants and needs and desires and their poor communication skills. Yes. When they feel like if I'm going to have a place, this is how I'm going to get it. 
Uh, we believe right. that every woman has a place at the table, but not by bullying. That's not the avenue That's to right. get there. I think another way that we can address bullies, especially online, is when we respond with silence. We gain the upper hand with silence. If mm-hmm. if we give her no evidence that she has provoked us, she might lose interest, move on. She may think she's one. But in most cases, trying to defend ourselves often leads to increased bullying. And I'm talking specifically on the interwebs <laughs> because we have absolutely nothing to prove to someone who is actively trying to tear us apart. Right. We have nothing to prove to them. Right. We don't know these people. I mean, we don't, we don't have to give them an answer for who we are or the decisions we're making when they don't sit at the table of our heart, when they aren't in our community, when they aren't in our tribe. So I think we need to be able to differentiate okay, when it's somebody in real life, how am I going to walk this out? And when it's online, how am I going to walk this out? Because the reality is both happen at lightning speed all the time. Maybe we are realizing it. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're compartmentalizing it in a way that we think that's just how this person is. But in reality, it's maybe having an effect on us that we aren't giving credit to and we aren't attending to and it's affecting how we see ourselves oh maybe what they're saying is true maybe i am bad at xyz maybe i shouldn't be doing xyz maybe i'm not the right person for xyz but when their intent is to hurt and harm then they don't get to have that voice in our lives yeah Why though, listeners, we adore you. We are thinking of you. We are praying for you. We are so thankful that you are along for the journey. We have got so much in store for this next season for you. We are so excited to journey with you, especially here we are in the spring and leading into the summer. It's going to be a good, good time, and we are here for it. We will see you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit AshAbercrombie.org. See you next week.